Welcome to Charlotte's Wandering Web with your adventurous guide to the good times, Charlotte Tweed. Each week, Charlotte takes you on the journey of a lifetime to a delightful Caribbean locale where the sun never sets on your good life at a great price. And now with her muy amigo, Carib Carter, here's your host, Charlotte Tweed. Hello, hello, hello. This is Carib Carter, and welcome to what I know is one of your favorite podcasts of the week at Offshore.club, and I, and I think an escape artist also, uh, Charlotte's Wandering Web. So rather than keeping my mug on the screen, let's bring Charlotte in right now. Charlotte, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Carter. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How's the weather in Mexico? It's hot and dry. We're in the uh, hot season here in Ajijic. April and May are the hottest months, so it's probably about 90 degrees, a little bit higher than that out there today, but sunny it's, and dry. It's dry heat. Yes, it's a dry heat. Yeah, it's not humid you know, at all. You know, it's funny. I went to graduate school in Oklahoma, right? Mm-hmm. where the wind comes sweeping across the plains and the it was dry heat there and the wind really did blow all the time and and I would tell people they'd say well, what is this like I said it's kind of like being in a damn blast furnace I mean it was just, it was unbelievable I'm sure it's much better there than it was there oh it yeah. is. There's a breeze that comes off the lake. So oh, good. if you get a breeze, it's a nice breeze. It's a refreshing breeze. It's not the blast furnace, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about because in the summer where I grew up in Saskatchewan, that's what you get. You get that hot and it's windy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I was working my way through graduate school, uh, working in the parks in Oklahoma City. And I would think to myself, this must be it's supposed to be kind of like a foretaste of hell when that hot wind <laughs> blows you. You say, well, the wind must cool you. It didn't. No, <laughs> no, no. Because, because, but fortunately, see, you have a lake. So you're getting the breeze, which is nice. That's just wonderful. Yes, yes. Wonderful. Now, we know that you attended some of the Easter week events there in uh, Ahihi. Is that right? Yeah. Ahi. You're getting close. And shot some incredible footage. So can you walk us through some of this footage? Uh, Because I think people are just going to love it. I mean, I'm fortunate if I saw some of it, it's, it's wonderful. It's inspiring and it Mm -hmm. just, it, and it's uplifting. It's uplifting. So what do we got? And it's unique because I mentioned before, I've been to a lot of passion play, but none that have ever been reenacted right in the town, in the streets, in real time of Holy Week. So we start with Palm Sunday and the procession of Jesus down the street, riding a donkey. But what you'll see, he stopped in the middle of the street and decided to put a small child on the donkey instead, but that's okay. They're they're allowed a little bit of of, uh, changing it up. And then rode the donkey to the church the streets were covered with alfalfa rather than palm fronds. And it was just a really cool thing to be a part of. There was people everywhere watching it, taking pictures, and people were waving palm branches, that type of thing. And then throughout the week, now we had an interesting experience. On day Thursday, there is also a procession that starts to reenact the Garden of Gethsemane. However, we did not plan 
properly and missed the procession, but that's okay. We, you know, wandered the street of a hee hee trying to uh, find the Lord, but didn't. <laughs> Instead, we found a, a really good liquor store that sold fabulous Belgian beer. <laughs> That's a great line. So instead of finding the Lord, you found the liquor store. So, you know, these things work out a little different. That's right. So, so that, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, but while we were walking the streets that evening, a lot of the locals hanging ribbons across the street in purple and white. And purple is the color of royalty. And so the next day is Good Friday. And we went to the town square where they hold, which we thought was only going to be maybe a half hour play turned out to be in grand total four hours long wow. so yeah it was a full-blown passion play that started in the square started late according to mexico fashion with that lasted gosh close close to two hours and good thing you know i had a hat on we put sunscreen on but we didn't bring water but that's okay you know we survived and then from there, they take the procession with Jesus and the criminals carrying their crosses and follow those streets that we saw the day before with the purple and white flags over top. So as long as you follow the, the flags, you're along the, the route where they lead the procession. And thousands, there was thousands of people in this procession. They lead them up to the, into the hills where they reenact the crucifixion scene. And it's quite pause on on the on the the um, what's it called you know where they're carrying the cross up the crosses but they they have big crosses yes they must be made of balsa wood I don't know what they were made of but they they looked like they were real wooden crosses and so yes yeah, so Jesus and the criminals carry up and the Roman soldiers walk behind them and whip them and then there's fake blood and everything and there was even fake blood in the streets as you followed behind so it was yeah it was really really quite something that's very impressive it's really impressive so it looked it looked like you were really seeing a scene where people were being forced to carry their crosses up to the mount golgotha essentially yes it did yeah wow yeah that's very impressive Yes, and like I said, and thousands of people were walking. We were probably about in the middle of the procession. And then they take you up to the hills where they reenact the crucifixion scene. And it's hot up there because there's not a lot of leaves on the trees right now because they haven't had the rainy season yet. So things are still quite brown. But reenact the scene. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then they take... Talk about what's going on and then proceed down all the way down the hill, take Jesus and the criminals off the cross and carry them down. And then that's it for Good Friday for the procession. Question. Do they put them up on the crosses? Mm -hmm. Yes, they did. No, they put them up on the crosses. And then also physically lowered them down as well, like how they would have wrapping them in cloth and and taking them off the crosses that way. So, and so there were three actors. One, yeah, three. One portraying Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, we see him in your footage, mm -hmm. and the two criminals on either side. Do they have the the verbal exchanges between? They do. Wow. Yes, yes, they do. 
And there is narrators as well. So they had a Spanish narrator giving a bit of a background on the scene and they had an English narrator as well. Oh, they did? They did, yes, yeah. So the, they have, so you, did you actually hear the people on the cross say the seven words of the cross? Yes. I guess they, they spoke Spanish though, right? They were speaking Spanish, yes. And they had an interpreter. Jesus even said, the Elohi, Elohi, laba sabachthani. So. Very good. <laughs> That's my father, father, why hast thou forsaken me? Yes. It's fantastic. Yeah, in Aramaic. So, That's the only Aramaic I know. There, yeah, over there. <laughs> That's very impressive. So then, so the Friday ends with the them taking them down and carrying them down to their sepulchers. Yes. What happens next? So then Saturday, there was they have their big mass Saturday evening. Rather than doing more of a Sunday morning type of thing, they spend Sunday uh, with their families. So we went down to the main cathedral in the square to take in this mass because we had heard that there was um, a resurrection scene, bells and fireworks. But after, you know, Catholic ceremonies can be very long, especially on holidays. Yes. So the service started at 8 and we went down there about 8.30. By 10 o'clock, the service was still going. And the, the church was packed. So the doors were closed until about 9 o'clock, which I'm thinking they did something inside the church because the doors flew open and then the bells went off at 9 o'clock. But that was not the end of the service. The priest came out and sprinkled holy water on everybody. And then they came out and did offering. And people had great big candles and those hadn't even been lit yet. And by 10 o'clock, it's for us, it was that's getting close to bedtime. <laughs> so it's not okay. We have no idea how long this service is going to go. So, right. so we packed it up and, and went home, but we didn't hear any fireworks. Now, then, so you missed the resurrection. I think so. I'm, I'm thinking. We could hear the service outside. There was a speaker, but we couldn't understand what it was. It was all in Spanish. But I said, the doors flew open, so I'm wondering if that was something to do with uh, the stone being rolled back from the tomb. And then people inside were waving. It didn't look like palms, but they were some kind of, there was something that they were waving. I'm not sure exactly what it was. but It's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. And thank you for the footage. I mean, that's just great footage. Yeah, you're welcome. That's great. That is wonderful. Mm -hmm. I think that is just, it's a, you know, it's a great reaffirmation of faith. It's a living reaffirmation of faith. It is. Year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, when I lived in Honduras, I was always impressed that every little community had a, a beautiful, uh, some of them actually cathedrals, even mm -hmm. tiny communities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And it's very common in Europe, too, that, you know, when we drove through Germany, all the little towns, the, the church is right in the center. There's the church and everything built around the church. Yeah. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. That is just a, you know, I, there, I don't care whether you're religious or not. There is something healthy and uplifting about an affirmation of faith. Mm -hmm. There really is. Mm -hmm. You know, if the, you know, I'm in AA. I've been in AA for 20, over 20 years now. Mm 
and the the they refer to higher power okay because they don't want to drive anybody off you know if they say god then if there's a mm -hmm. drunken atheist there they might go out and get drunk again so we don't say god but it's mm -hmm. higher power and they always say as uh, uh, of your understanding mm -hmm. and so whether the people you and I'm, i would imagine most of the people where you were believed in the same god that you and i do but mm -hmm. even if even if it's somebody who doesn't there's still that affirmation of hope uh, that comes with that kind. Of, do you agree with that? Oh, I agree. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, like I said, I've never seen it reenacted in real time like that. It was really, that was really something to do that because it carries you, it keeps it on your mind the whole week. Yeah. You know, rather than just an hour Sunday morning or an hour Good Friday service or something like that. So it makes it more real. It makes it more real. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's wonderful. And, and these were all, everybody in it was people from the community. You think? I played? think so. They have, they have a theater company here that put on a production. Oh, they do? Yes. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they're all local or if they could be from Guadalajara too. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent positive on that, but there is a theater company here. Well, I think, I think the, the town you're in has, does it have like, is how, how big is it? The population of Ahihik is around 11,000, but there, okay. there's towns all along the lake. So you kind of go from little town to little town to little town, and they almost blend in. You know, it's, you know, sometimes when you're in a big city and, oh, now you're, you're in Vancouver or now you're in Burnaby, but a lot of the times you really can't tell. Yeah. Each town has its own little flavor, but... I don't know the population of the total area of the lake, but there, there's a lot of people here. Yeah. And it has, uh, and I think there's a pretty good, a pretty good expat population, right? Yes. It's actually the highest um, condensed population of expats in Mexico. It is. Did you see a lot of expats there? Lots. Yeah. You did? Yeah. yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Is absolutely wonderful, and then the people come from the surrounding town, mm -hmm. so it's very communal. Yeah, yeah, and apparently a lot of people from Guadalajara come for the Good Friday Passion Play as well. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I really appreciate you doing that. I appreciate you going to it and and sharing that footage with us. I mean, it yeah. really brings it alive. And folks, remember, all you have to do is move down to be her neighbor, and next year you can be there in person. <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> with the great house prices down there so you had in addition to that unique experience you had another unique experience this past week that you're going to be sharing in the the magazine you edit the insiders magazine for escapeartists.com yes where you and this is just a fascinating to me you interviewed the president of a new country. A micronation, yes. It's just, you, I mean, this, this guy has made his own country. He has made his own country. <laughs> and uh, it's called Liberland, or Liberland. And it is in between Croatia and Serbia. I won't give around away too much information because, you know, you, you got to subscribe to the magazine to read the whole article. <laughs> <laughs> but 
it is fascinating and very down to earth guys. His name was Veet, spelled V-I-T. You know, I said, do I address you, Mr. President? Do I address Veet? And he's, well, that, you know, depends on your audience. For this purpose, Veet is fine. And I still can't quite pronounce his last name. It's spelled J-E-D-L-I-C-K-A, but there's some accents over stuff. He's Czech. So oh, he's Czech. He is Czech. He's from the Czech Republic, yes. So he started, hopefully I don't get this year wrong, 2015, 2000, it was either 2013, my apologies, or 2015 where he started this country. And yeah, he's, he's making it into a nation and you can apply for citizenship. He offered to waive my fees to apply for residency. So wow, congratulations. Yeah. So that was fun. So I'll be applying for residency and possibly citizenship of Liberland. And interesting fact, they actually gave honorary citizenship to Ron Paul. Oh, they did? Yeah, well, they did. That speaks well for that country. I like Ron mm -hmm. Paul. Yeah. Now, this is an, uh, it's an island, right? It's not an island, but it's, oh, off, no. it's on the Danube River. It's right in between Croatia and Serbia. And apparently it's, it's heart-shaped. So he had been told he has... I love his concepts and his idea for what he, how he wants a country. It's very libertarian. It's very free. You know, the government overreach, the government's there to not tell you how to live your life. Right. <laughs> Which is it, a nice change of pace. It is a nice change of pace and completely yeah. opposite to what almost everybody else is doing these days. Yeah. Um, there's no infrastructure there yet. It's nobody has claimed this piece of land. So that's why he said, I'm claiming it. They had elections. He was elected president. Um, he's got a whole rendering of what the city or country will look like. It's very futuristic. At this point, the way to visit and stay in Liberland is on houseboats because it's on the Danube River. It's just, it is a remarkable concept. I think Mike Cobb, our friend Mike Cobb, I think is advising on it. So, you know, it's going to be a gorgeous community, a gorgeous, I shouldn't say community, country um, yeah. with total freedom. Yeah, total freedom, total freedom. And to apply, you just go to their website and apply. And the next step is they interview you to see how you would fit into their citizenship plan. And they've had over over 700,000 applicants already. Really? And the first day that they opened applications, they had 25,000 applications and they expected to get that in one year. That's stunning. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. is stunning. I mean, that really does show you that there are people out there who really are seeking freedom and know, I'm just going to be honest with you, in the U.S. and where you're from, Canada, it's being taken away daily. Oh, daily. Yeah, daily. daily. So, yeah. you know, I may uh, be applying myself there for uh, citizenship. I hope I qualify. I think I there'd be uh, a space there for us, Carter. What'd you say? <laughs> I think there's a space there for us, Carter. Thank you. And you can put in a word for me because you'll be a resident <laughs> or a citizen. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And I love Ron Paul. So there yeah. we go. Yeah, and yeah he was great to talk with. Not Ron Paul, Veet, sorry. I haven't spoken with Ron Paul, but. It's wonderful. And where can people read about this? Let's make sure they get the magazine. 
Yes, the full interview will come out the May 1st edition of Escape Artist Insiders, which you can get by going to escapeartist.com. And there's a subscribe tab at the top. And we are just in the process of revamping our website. So on the front page, on the home page now, when you go on, you can see the current edition of the magazine and preview what the table of contents are and that type of thing. And uh, I believe you can order it from there now, too. So it's great. It's great. Yeah. And it is a great magazine. Charlotte, does, you do an incredible job with the magazine. I mean, I love it. And not just because I'm in it. I would love it even if I wasn't in it. I love it more because I'm in it. But, but seriously, you do a great job with the magazine. Thank Folks, you. go and subscribe to this. What is it? A hundred bucks a year total? That's it? It's it's on special right now for 79 Which is fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. Every month. A gorgeous four-color magazine. So they can go. They Not just they can. They should go and subscribe now so that they can get this article, this great interview when it comes mm -hmm. out with uh, Miss President, whatever his name is. Pete. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> I was thinking, please don't make me pronounce your last name. I don't know. <laughs> it's not Yedlika. That's what you would think it would be. It had, it sounded very different when they said it. So Fantastic. I'm just trying to learn the towns around here, how to pronounce them properly. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, all right. We have uh, something to look forward to here. The upcoming May issue of Insiders Magazine. Folks, go to escapeorders.com, click the button, subscribe. And, uh, and next week, you're going to be back to us with some more. I'm sure some more. I love the videos you're shooting. There's, and, and we get comments on them. People. Oh, good. Yeah, they're okay. just great. And, and, uh, and of course, we get great comments on you. So it's, it's all working. It's all working. Good. It's fantastic. Yes. So thank you very much, Charlotte. It's been a, a great, uplifting, inspiring, and very informative episode. Mm -hmm. So we will see you again next week on Charlotte's Wandering Web. Fantastic. Thank you. Have a great week, Carter. You too. Thank you. There you go, folks. Charlotte's Wandering Web. Once again, this time you saw very, very uplifting, inspiring, as I just said. And you learned about a new country. So you, you can't beat that. Thank you for joining us. Join us again next week. Let's continue to do this thing. <laughs>